0: Previously on Vengeance. Congratulations, you have passed this test. is going to put one more bolt into the boulder. A ray shoots out of the eye as your arrow hits, and it hits Sergio. Up, nah. And you watch as your friend turns to stone.
1: <gasps> I'm like, speechless. A tear is... <laughs> Making its way
0: down his cheek right now. I'd
2: like to share with the party that I heard him mutter, Vengeance!
1: Yes! <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> In this test, you must prove your powers of assassination. Everyone,
1: turn and look at the crossbow man. He's real, and he has a crossbow.
0: <laughs> I am gonna sneak. None of the guards seem to notice, but the uh, speaker turns to face you. All right, I am gonna take my dagger and throw it out of space. Every single mannequin turns to look at you. Oh, Grass. And then applauds. Oh I' one too. You would recognize the voice of Deneb. Oh, Ida, come on, stop studying. I saw your friends. Oh man, let's go find them. You would hear some footsteps.
1: I'm gonna turn around and throw down some ball bearings.
0: You see a tall drow figure chanting. There is like a vertical line, sort of just midair. And then off to the side in a huge pool of blood, you see Horatia. Suka, he has cast dominate person upon you. He takes the bracers from his belt and he clasps. Them under your arms. Oh. Oh. This'll be fun. You're gonna yeah.
3: it's gonna be a toe party killed by Suka.
0: <laughs> so I think like Suka's last sort of independent act. Uh, was to turn and look at you all in a frightened way before becoming fearsome and probably flexing her arm muscles in an intimidating way. <laughs> and actually, I'll say, um, Suka, with your supernatural pickle hearing, you, at the moment that you're turning to face your friends and are being told to attack them, uh, you would hear the sound of many ball bearings scattering in a on a stone <laughs> floor and two large thuds and oof sounds. Um <laughs> And because uh, Flimnap now has a telepathic link with you, he would also hear those. Okay. Um, yeah, and and you can hear his thought in your mind, and he, he reacts and says, What's two more victims? They should be arriving just about the time you've polished off this motley crew. All right, attack. So uh, we'll just jump right back into the order, which starts with Pimlin. Uh, so Mr. Jones.
1: So it's... Horatio, is she down, or is she still
0: up? She is very much down and unconscious. Um, I think somebody did a perception check and was able to see that her chest is very faintly rising and falling.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna put one more arrow into it. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Well, that's a 12, possibly a miss. Uh,
0: No, I mean, she's lying still on the floor. I mean, yeah, you put an arrow in her. Uh, Okay. All right. Uh, Okay. Do I need to roll damage? Um, I death think saving. yeah, she, she's making death saves. So I think when she takes oh, damage, okay. it, it triggers two death saves, which I have just rolled. So, all right, yeah, it looks like it hurts. If that's what you need to hear, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna move closer to her. Okay, jump down off the table. Uh, I mean, you you can be standing over her if you want to. Yeah, sure. All right, uh, Suka. So you are being compelled to attack your friends. So basically, it. I, I will just trust you to inhabit an evil headspace for a while
2: <laughs> okay um well i guess i feel like it is more evil to attack palfrey than magnus so i will attack Palfrey first why i <laughs> don't uh, you know he's just so like kind and nice like he's <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he like I agree with the, this. a little I mean, As yeah. you
3: turn, to, as you turn to Palfrey, Magnus goes. Makes sense. <laughs>
2: so I guess I'm I'm going to uh, turn on Palfrey with my my brutal arms and roll mm-hmm. a seventeen.
1: Uh, that is my armor class, which is a hit.
2: Okay, so I have to roll the.
1: Yeah. Now, are you just is this one of those times when you hit me a bunch of times, or is this just the one?
2: Uh prob- I mean it is it is I'm not gonna go like full out and use I actually I don't even know if I have key points because I don't think we rest it at all. So <clears throat> I think it's just my one my <laughs> one time and then my bonus action. Which is okay. <laughs> <laughs> so just two instead
3: of
1: seventeen. Yeah. Do what you gotta do.
2: Oh man. Uh I had dex to damage. Oh geez. Yeah. Okay. Uh right.
1: thirteen. <laughs> Sorry, you said thirteen?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't have the perfect...
1: Okay, so then it's a total of 11. Oh, good. Then I have one hit point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Suka. May I have another?
2: So I'm not... Can I, like, opt not to use my bonus action? Can I, like, be like, well, that was pretty good, because he's, I'm zooming down on the floor?
0: Uh, roll wisdom to see if you have that choice.
2: Okay, All right.
1: Part of me kind of hopes that she kills me. <laughs> <laughs> I like this character a lot, but would man? What drama would
0: that oh, be?
2: Winston was a four.
0: Ooh! Um, yeah, you you do have to make that additional attack. I'm sorry. Okay. I really wish I hadn't said that just now. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: boy! All right, uh, damage or attack would be 16.
0: Oh, it's a miss. That does not hit. Okay, let's get on my teeth. <laughs> cool, Magnus. It is your turn.
3: Okay. Can I get to a uh, Flimnap? Yes. I would like to try and tackle him into the fireplace. Nice. So I guess, is that a strength v. Strength?
0: Yeah, I think it is.
3: Uh, that is a 15.
0: Yeah, you win. Uh, okay. Uh, go ahead and let's just call it an unarmed strike because you are okay. bron- you are brawny.
3: I'm specifically trying to break the concentration of his spell. Yes. Uh, I, arm strike was just a d4, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's three
0: damage. Okay. Uh you have broken his concentration. So uh Suka, you feel yourself come come back. Oh the, the evil passes and uh <laughs> you have a badly beaten <laughs> Palfrey uh in front of you.
2: I, I can't, like, just give him a healing potion right now, can I? Uh,
0: no, you do have to wait till your next turn.
3: Am I able to, with my bonus action, try to restrain him, or is that...
0: Yeah, I, I, th- run, I think run. I think that would have had to have been your action. So okay. yeah, and and you've certainly accomplished plenty in this turn. Okay. So.
3: <laughs> done.
0: Did you just like block him?
3: No, I just I want to tackle him like yeah, into yeah. the fireplace. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, which which I think I specified was not lit. So you so you guys are like <laughs> you guys are in like a cloud of of soot now. Uh yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hemo. All right, so I'm going to move over to where Pimlin is. Okay. Uh,
1: and I'm going gonna, gonna to frantically talk to her and say, look, I, I know you want her dead. I get it. We all hate her. But maybe she has some valuable information and she's near dead already. So maybe just don't kill her quite yet, possibly. <laughs> and then uh, I'd like to uh, attack Formerly no, artist formerly known as? Flimnap, yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> I rolled a 10. Uh, that does not hit. No, it did not. <laughs> But I do like the image of like as you're loading a bow to, to fire, saying, "Hey, you should really chill out." Listen, <laughs> <laughs> is, violence
4: isn't always the answer.
0: <laughs> uh, Palfrey, you you've just been struck very hard by Suka, uh, but you see her face uh, soften. Yeah, uh,
1: my only concern was for Suka's well-being, so nice. I I'm, I'm just relieved to see that she's back to normal. Um, I'm going to take my second wind, uh, and I'm going to regain uh, seven hit points. Nice. That's my bonus action. If I were to attack Flimnab mm-hmm. in the fireplace, do I have to worry about Magnus also being in there with him?
0: Um, since we didn't give Magnus a grapple, I'll say you, you'll be able—you can distinguish between the two of them. Okay. In that case, I'm going to take a stab.
1: Quite cool. literally.
0: Yeah.
1: At Plus, since he's prone, advantage. Yes. Oh really? Well, let me roll again then. Yes. Ah uh, yeah. Okay. That'd be a 17 against his AC. That hits.
0: And that is 10 hit points of damage. Uh, your spear goes through his heart. Awesome. Assuming Drow have hearts, I guess they do. <laughs> we, yeah, at least I suppose they must. Yeah, he makes like a gross noise and um, hit, hisses through, through a blood filled mouth. Emperor Rigel will have his way with you one way or another. And passes out dead. Well done, everybody. Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> Palfrey turns around from stabbing a man through the heart and just goes, well done.
0: <laughs> Positive
1: reinforcement is important.
4: <laughs> how far am I from first Palfrey and then also how far am I from Horatia? Um,
0: we can jump out of combat here.
4: I'd like to go to Horatia and as I'm passing Palfrey, hit him with a healing word, For three health. One raindrop raises the sea, and all that. And then I'm just gonna tap a hand on Horatia and do spare the dying and stabilize her. Okay.
0: How does Pimlin react to that? While she's down and barely breathing, I'm gonna tie her up so she can't get away. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you have R- Ropeson's top shelf rope, so yeah. it'd be a hell of a hell of a handcuff situation. Best in the biz. Um, I didn't put it on the map, but I will say um, the the like vertical line in reality that he was attempting to conjure is still present. It seems to be fading pretty quickly, but it is still present um, in this moment, if anyone wants to do anything relating to that.
3: Uh, can I make an arcana check? Yeah, sure. Uh, that's a 16.
0: 16. Yeah, um, portal is the word that comes to mind. It looks essentially the same as the portal you saw way back in Occam uh, when the woman that you fought alongside was, like, pulled back through away from where you were. Um, So this seems to be, like, the same thing. It looks pretty much just the same. Okay. Um, But, like, not open. It seems to be the beginnings of such a thing.
3: Okay. Well, should we get out of here? Because as far as anyone in this college knows, he's just the assistant to the head person. We we,
1: have everything we came for, right?
3: Suka, you still have the bracers, right?
2: I do. Yeah,
1: maybe we should grab Horatia and try to split. I feel like
4: that looks very suspicious. Don't mind us. We just snuck into the highest, most guarded floor of your prestigious guild hall and uh, attacked and tied up your headmistress and are just leaving with Quite a hurry from an area we weren't supposed to be with in the beginning.
1: Put her onto the stage with the, with the uh, <laughs> statue of uh, Sergio. Sergio. Yeah. Ooh, that's who we'll collect our people <laughs> and we don't know what to do with here's my Here's my feeling about Horatia. Horatia is still our enemy. Mm-hmm. And perhaps it is for the best that she's not dead, but she should face some sort of consequence for a, being in charge of the thieves' guild, and B, extorting our friend Pimlin. So whether we do it here or take her to a secondary location and do it there, I feel like we got to turn the tables on Horatia one way or the other. I mean, she was punishing another criminal. Is that not a good action? Yeah, but one, yeah. one, one good action undertaken out of self-interest is, it, this is we're getting into big Kantian shit here, but it's not like <laughs> <laughs> All
4: I'm saying is that two wrongs may not make a right, but three lefts do. And we all should have left a
1: while ago. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? What is it? What do Hemo and Suka think about this?
2: I keep thinking about the fact that there were people that fell in the hallway. And before we really do anything else, we should probably see what's going on with them. If they're so fallen or or what And, and maybe see what they think about Horatia as well.
0: As you say that, um, you hear footsteps at the doorway to the room, and if you were to turn, you would see a still sort of swaying, drunk, halfling woman who is Deneb, who you know, and her studious friend, who I think Suka heard named Ida in one of the exchanges. Um, I picture her as kind of like a, a skinny person with like long hair, like maybe over one eye or something like that. Um <laughs> Uh, but they're, they're standing at the doorway, um, and what they see, just to remind you of your appearance, is um, they see, uh, as you say, the, the assistant to their dean, covered in soot, dead in the fireplace. They see the dean herself uh, in a pool of blood tied up, um, and they see, they see Suka, who I believe is wearing a professor's cloak that you lifted from one of the classrooms.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> um, so they're just like, jaws hit the floor, and uh, they're looking at you questioningly.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna turn to Pimlin
3: and say, you still got that rope (laughs) and look for a window.
4: (laughs) Don't worry, we stabilized her. She's not going to die unless someone kills her from this point on, but if that happens, it's likely not our fault unless it is. Do either of you know basic medicine? Is there like thieves
0: medicine for your- (laughs) Um, I, I, as soon as you mentioned healing, um, Ida runs over um, and uh, she like li- lifts up her cloak and has like a uh, like a basically a fanny pack with like, uh, it's like the symbol with like the snake on the staff or whatever. Like <laughs> 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 uh, She's prepared and uh, begins attending to Horatia's wounds uh, and seems to be skilled in that way.
1: I mean, I'm going to assume she was unconscious enough to not be aware that Kimlin shot her with an arrow while she was dying. So... We don't, we're not the ones that put her in this condition, right? So if she becomes healed and we stick around, she would more or less, there's a chance she could blame us, but I, I think she would know who actually did it to her. Then give us an opportunity to talk to her and get some information out of her.
3: I mean, I'm pretty sure she was being mind-controlled the last time we encountered her awake. So she may not remember what was done to her by whom.
1: But didn't we get her out of the mind-control? Like I thought we broke that.
3: We broke it for like, I think maybe around.
1: Okay. So can I sorry, I'm not trying to slow things down, I swear. But was she is it possible that she was mind controlled when she captured Pimlin? In other words, is it possible she has been under Flimnab's control for a much longer period of time? Because if that's the case, or if that even might be the case, then I feel like we should treat her with a little bit more clemency.
0: I'm gonna say it didn't seem like it to me.
1: I mean, she was pretty just, dis- like, she had a lot of
3: purple going on. I mean, Pimlin, when she took mm-hmm. you earlier, I assume she wasn't purple.
1: When No, I, I mean, her grievances were justified. That <laughs> was <will> it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm seeing is there, there are now two other people here that can put us in this place. So we have to either kill these other two people and Horatia, or we don't really miss much by waiting for her to come to.
4: Or... We just go home and sleep because we've broken no law. We've helped a person. They're indebted to us, as I gestured to Deneb and Ida. Uh, I, uh, I mean, it's really a, a, a solid day's work. And in like three hours, I have to go help at the church. So,
1: Oh, this a church thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're at the top of a tower, right? Right. Should we at least like have a little chat with Deneb and Ida just to clear up any misperceptions about what they might have thought that they saw? I would like to get more information where possible. Mm. We're not gonna you know, hang around and talk to Horatia who was attacked by somebody which you may or may not remember. We might as well at least talk to these other two people.
4: <sighs> there was a lot that happened. The man in the fireplace was bad, but now he is dead, which is neither good nor bad. It's kind of a neutral state. Do you have questions?
0: Uh, who are you? Why did you sneak in here to do this? Why any of this? This is like, a, like, school is kind of boring. Like, why
4: did any of this have to happen? This will completely shock you. You may want to sit down so that you may immediately spring up. We are not students and are not bound
0: by your laws of boring. <laughs> uh, Denup is aghast that you are not students. <laughs> I, Ida rolls her eyes as she continues to tend to uh, Horatia.
4: The fact of the matter is, is that we were involved in an altercation with Flemnab because Flemnab was actually kind of doing a marionette thing with your leader and we were unfortunately the audience and it was kind of a punch and Judy situation
0: oh you mean you mean punch and Judy the husband wife professor duo who teach assassination
4: i hate everything about this school
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so it, brass brass text, What is what is like your goal? What are you trying to get them to do, or to understand, or to? I believe? would like to know if they had witnessed
1: anything that seems odd or peculiar, or perhaps a purple glow uh, around other faculty members or students, mm-hmm. or anything of that nature
0: that may seem out of the ordinary. Yeah, I think they would tell you that Horatia had been like pretty absent in recent days. Like she was usually a pretty hands-on person, but in, in recent days she had just been like not around. Um, also that like the security measures that you made your way through were put in place following the arrival of Flimnap roughly a year ago, but they otherwise there had been nothing unusual going on at the school from their perspective.
2: Okay.
0: Also, we're not bad guys. <laughs> we are in
4: fact very good.
0: Yeah. Good at everything we do, really. Yeah, they um Both of them seem to believe you. Um, They seem to be on your side. Uh, They seem yeah. to... Yeah. Is there a... Is, they could help us leave... We were, we're at the top of the tower now and we have to get out without being seen, ideally. Could they help us get out? By um, I think if you want them to help you get out undetected, this is going to be a persuade role.
2: Okay.
3: I'd be happy to... Take a stab at that. I'm, I should not. Per- I'm proficient.
0: Okay. <laughs> and, and I'll say if if you can give if you can give me a like if one or more of you can give me a convincing reason why they should be on board with doing that, like why they should care about your fate specifically, then I would give you advantage on that.
1: Okay. Um, you even buy shots. Do one yeah. last one, shots for them.
3: Yeah, that's why I was get, I was gonna have Magnus uh, lean closer to Deneb and say. Who bought you those shots?
1: Also, your headmaster was on the floor bleeding out, and we, we saved her. Well, the, the short guy, the short, angry guy saved
3: her. <laughs> I'm going to say to I'm gonna say Deneb, uh, who bought you shots? I'm going to turn to her friend and say, you know what looks really good on a resume? Saving your dean.
0: <laughs> oh, like, like taking the credit. OK, yeah, OK, OK. Go ahead and roll advantage, with advantage.
3: Uh, so that is a twenty, not natural, and nope, that's the best I can do.
0: Okay, yeah, I, th- I think you convinced them, uh, and I think the the advice they would give you is would be to uh, use that that hefty looking rope you have to uh, rappel out the window, uh, okay. because you sure as shit will be noticed if you go out like the tavern entrance downstairs. Okay, um, uh, but I, I think in return they would want like. An in to the adventuring world, um, so they may they may call in that favor down the road.
3: Absolutely,
0: have your people call our people.
3: <laughs> Luke, when Jibetta uh, was explaining to them what happened, uh, I wanted to at the same time go search uh, his body, Flint's body. Yeah, sure. Is that investigation?
0: Yeah. Thirteen. Yeah, you find a dagger. Just sort of an ordinary dagger, but it looks maybe of drowish make. Okay. Um, he has some very sooty robes, and you find uh, a large coin with the insignia of the subcommittee on it, very similar to the one uh, that you saw in the fountain, which seemed to produce uh, the elementals that you fought way back when. Um, but it is not glowing or anything like that. It seems to be dull.
3: Okay. I'm going to take that for now. I'm going to give the dagger to Gibetto. And I'm going to leave his robes on him.
0: Yeah, I don't need that visual either.
4: (laughs) Can I check just for my own giggles uh, if the dagger is actually drowish make or if it had been outsourced to our company? Interesting.
0: Uh, Yeah, go ahead and roll investigation. Uh, Eight. uh, It bears an insignia that doesn't seem to be in a drowish script. So it doesn't mm. seem to have been made by a Drow, but you're not familiar with the insignia or where that would have been from.
4: Worse than any of his other crimes, he was cheap and wouldn't even pay a proper craftsman <laughs> good riddance.
1: Uh, I know uh, celestial language. So I'm just
0: curious if I can look at the coin, see if that happens to be what the mark is. Sure. Yeah, so the mark on the the mark on the coin isn't a, a in a language. It is um this is, this is the piece of information that was in the book that you guys found. Um, it's like a red hand with mm-hmm. a blue helix vertically down the middle and a white seven-pointed star behind it, which you know to be the like the, the, the corporate logo, essentially, of the Cathonic subcommittee. Right. OK. Handy.
3: I'm sorry, I have so many questions because I want to make sure that I'm writing things down correctly. So when he died, he said Emperor Rygel, and that's the name of the person from the subcommittee who's mentioned in the book, right?
0: Yes, in the book, I believe he's identified as Chairman Rygel, but um, yeah, yeah, he was definitely.
3: (laughs) So how they view themselves versus how they are popularly viewed. Okay. Mm.
0: That's nefarious AF.
3: Yeah, (laughs) that's
0: sketchy. Um, I I will say that, um, yeah, this this is important, I should have mentioned. Um, So Ida has been working on Horatia, and she does seem uh, roused to the point of consciousness at this point. So if you wanted to question her before you dip, uh, that is certainly an option.
1: I would like to ask if she knows who put her in the condition she was in. Who who was it that, you know, hurt her? What does she remember? What does she remember?
0: Yeah, um, she would tell you that um, she was... This all started when she was contacted by Rygel regarding the koi malachite, which is the gem that Pimlin stole way back. And this, this Rigel fellow uh, seemed interested in finding its whereabouts, um, and he knew that she was interested in the same. So he claimed that he would help her if she would help him get the bracers that were in the museum. And he sent his assistant, Flimnap to help her make that happen. Um, And when Pimlin was captured recently, it was Flimnap's idea to provide a red herring in the form of the scroll that they gave you, uh, featuring the standing stone, Um, basically to create a distraction so she could get in and steal the bracers. Uh, She says that the translation on the scroll was simply the spell animate objects, and she expected a few objects to rattle around and make a, a distraction, but she never expected the standing stone to open let alone amplify the spell and create like a museum of horrors that got in her way as well as yours. Uh, She would also say that she definitely, uh, she was acting of her own volition up to that point. Um, But the moment that she got her hands on the bracers, uh, the moment she saw Suka carrying the bracers, which she didn't expect, she didn't think you guys would have any interest in them. She was taken over by Flimnap and um, was under his control from that point onward good info i'm
1: glad
3: we got that guys good info and i think you and pimlin are square now and you're going to let us go about unaggressed in the city from now on
0: uh if you're taking the lead on that that message go ahead and roll intimidation with advantage
3: yeah i was gonna say i'm trying to intimidate (laughs) okay that was a eight i rolled very i rolled a two and a one
0: boy howdy (laughs) Yeah, um, she she's pissed like she she's pissed because I think she would probably recognize the arrow sticking out of her. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't think she would she would even in her position, I don't, I don't think she would uh, agree to to be OK with you guys just walking away from this. it free. How
1: would she feel about spending the rest of her life in jail?
0: Uh, you <coughs> you <coughs> the connections I have, <coughs> you could never put me behind bars.
1: How would you feel about spending the rest of your life on this floor, i.e. the next 30
0: seconds? <laughs> <laughs> okay, R- roll intimidation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just each take our turn intimidating her. <laughs>
1: 19.
0: Yeah, okay, uh, that intimidates her. Um, I will say that um, you notice Ida pause, like, stiffen when you deliver that message
4: who did all that work convincing them we were nice people. And then we're just like, also, we might do a murder on you. (laughs) I
1: mean, it's not murder. It's it's vengeance. (laughs) 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 It's
3: not murder. It's vengeance.
1: (laughs) All right. So is this where we go out the window now with the rope?
4: As we head towards the window, uh, I'd like to hang back just a little bit, both for fear of heights and also for uh, once at the very least, Pimlin is out of the uh, window. I'd like to do another healing word on Horatia. Okay.
0: Uh, That would give four. Okay. Great. That gesture gets the attention of everyone in the room, for sure. I'm going to drop a stack of pamphlets for the church.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is that why your armor's so big? Because you're just padded out with pamphlets? Pretty much.
4: Flyers, you know.
0: Um, okay so you guys are repelling out of an eight-story eight story window i take it yeah yeah the game plan that's gonna be athletics from each and- well let's do a group check athletics palfrey eight suka
2: 16
0: Gibetto. nine Hemo. wow P- uh Pimlin 20 and magnus
3: 19
0: okay uh it is a majority success um I think uh, uh, Palfrey and Gebetto, uh maybe lose their grip here and there and bonk you guys on the heads <laughs> but, uh, as, as you're heading down. Uh, but you guys do make it down. Uh, unfortunately, having, I mean, to, to tie off a rope for that kind of secure uh, climb, I think you've had to give up that length of Ropeson's rope. Uh, that'll stay attached. Um, but uh, yeah, you successfully make it down and uh, can retreat wherever you like.
3: I mean, at some point, we have to take the bracers back to the museum to borrow them properly. Because uh, I'm not waking up with a half-man, half-plant over my bed in ten years' time.
4: What, uh, what time is it now?
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's like 2 a.m., I would say.
4: So we've got a couple of hours before, or like four hours before daybreak. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to look every single party member in the eyes in silence about the events of the night and i'm going to march off towards the church and go kneel on the steps and
1: wait for dawn okay i'd like to suggest that um let's let's go to the uh museum first thing tomorrow i think i could certainly use a, a couple
0: hours sleep yeah <laughs> yeah ingressing is a good idea cool sweaty though it may be
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Those are our sleeping quarters, aren't yeah. they? So we go past the meadow into the church.
0: I mean, you you can also like pay for lodgings if you don't want to sleep in the in the sluice basement. Why would you not?
3: I think if we were going to have a full night's sleep, I might shell out for an inn. But given that it's only a couple hours, I think I'll, I'll I'll brave the sluice one more time.
0: That's a fair point. Is this a
2: short rest?
0: This is a. We're going to call it a long rest because you've you've earned it. Uh, the other thing you've earned is we're going to take you up two levels to level four. Whoa! Good oh, Lord! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: with it being a sh- with it being a long rest, and Timo and I only really have to we're, we we really only asleep for half of it. Can I like go out and explore and do that whole foraging thing?
0: Sure, like urban foraging? It's very hip of you, Suka.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'd also, I, I would like an opportunity to do something with the bracers. I, I'm not clear if I, I'm gathering from Horatia that I i remember, I know that I have them on and I i guess I have a period of like blackness where I don't really know what happened during that time. I just know that I wasn't myself for a little while, but it's, I i get the sense I'm not aware that I beat up Palfrey.
0: You, oh, you, you were super aware that you beat up Palfrey.
2: Oh, am I? Not- you, you are
0: painfully, it is, it is probably as painful a memory for you as it is for Palfrey, I would guess. <laughs> OK.
1: Like okay. I said, there's not the slightest hard feelings at all.
2: <laughs> well, that's very kind of you. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would like to go out and do some urban foraging. OK, then.
0: so the, the 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 difficulty of foraging is going to change based on where you are and like how plentiful that kind of thing would be. So I would say an urban environment is going to be a hard to find herbs, which means that you have to beat a twenty. I
2: have to beat a twenty. Okay. Yeah. I rolled a natural
0: twenty. Damn! All right. Maybe you find the same like abandoned yard that Palfrey was uh, was uh, practicing in a couple sessions back, and it uh, turns out like it wasn't just grass; it was like medicinal herbs that he was striving for. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That that sounds great. And so, do I roll the d4 to determine how much I bring back?
0: Um, let's say, I think it's an automatic four with a critical. So, um, I think I have it as you get like four units of herbs. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Bunches.
0: And then you can spend yeah. those in different ways. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So you got four on your first, first go. Nicely done. Sweet.
2: Nice. Um,
0: yeah. So there's a, a sweaty, sweaty night in the church basement. Uh, and, uh, you guys are, you guys are rested. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. I'd like to get up nice and early and mm-hmm. meet, um, Opic. Uh, Op- Opic was was the sort of head of the church, but she's assigned you to be an apprentice to uh, Caleb. That's uh, right. Who you have not yet met. Yeah. So I think you said you, your plan was to just like kneel in in prayer and like make sure you t- you were in the right place at the right time. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I am going to say that you are exhausted. Yeah. Um, I'll pick up yeah. on exhaustion. Yeah. 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 Uh, which let me remind myself of how that works. It sucks. I have disadvantage on all my ability checks. Is that what it is? Good, because they don't put it in the freaking index. Okay, Yes. Okay, great. Okay, uh, yeah, so uh, well before the sun has even come up, in fact, you'd probably feel like you'd only been there for a little while. Um, You hear the the doors to the church swing open, uh, and heavy steps proceeding up the nave, and uh, you were approached by a uh, uh, swarthy dwarven man um, who says... uh, Ah, you must be Jebedo. That I am. It's wonderful to know that my reputation precedes me. I uh, Can't say it's very good so far, but uh, we'll see how you do. Uh, OK, uh, right. Over this way to uh, scrub my flu today, please. We'll see where you go from there. Glory be. Yeah. Uh, what? What, what do you think would be a relevant check for scrubbing the flu of his forge? I kind of feel like that's a bit of an acrobatics
4: because <laughs> you're so little. Love it. I have to get it, it in there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's an eight. Wait, Wait was that a dis- disadvantage? I'm not a disadvantage. Wait, it can get worse. It doesn't, because I rolled... Uh, the next one would have been a nine, so it's an eight. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you, you basically just get dirty yourself, but don't really make the thing cleaner. And I'm not sure how that would impact uh, his forge work for the day, but... Uh, uh, he doesn't seem particularly impressed, but I'll say um, he uh, he very quickly uh, bangs out some like very basic pieces that would be sort of rank and file things that church members would make as like a tithe or or what what have you. Uh, and he he sort of seems to get like fill his quota, and then he switches to um, something. Uh, I don't know how familiar Jibetto would be with like dwarven craft, but this seems to be like a pet project that he switches to. I
4: don't know that I've ever seen anything quite like what you're working on. Would you mind discussing the schematics with me? I'm kind of a
0: connoisseur. <laughs> well, uh, I, I cer- certainly hope you can read, it, read a schematic better than uh, you can scrub a flu. But uh, yeah, sure, sure. you are my apprentice. Whether or not I wanted one, I've got one. Um,
4: it's just not the same
0: top side, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's... Um, you know, I'm making do with what, I, what I've got here. Uh, it's hard to get materials since the dwarves vacated Agland, which was our, uh, you, know, you might know, our ancestral home up in the mountains from not too far from here. The church had a temple there at one time uh, that had the finest forges and tools in the land as well as great stores of materials. But the old mine city is now occupied by fearsome beasts. So it's all going to waste in oblivion. And uh, he would tell you, he, he wishes he could uh, retrieve his father's tools, which lie there. Um, But now we have to get our materials from the only active veins, which are in the Middle Mountains, up near Stone's Throw. Uh, But that's getting into Orc country up there, and the price of ore is too high by the time it gets here. I worry that uh, the smiths in High Lake will just keep stealing our business until there's nothing left for us to do here in Guildford. When you say beasts in your ancestral home,
4: please enlighten me. How, How fearsome, how ferocious.
0: Well, I, I was only a, a wee babe when, uh, when, when my family left and the rest of us left, and uh, I don't rightly remember. And most of, most of our uh, kind went to, uh, not here, but uh, to Agrilar over on the coast in the next valley. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a loner over here and I'm one of the only dwarves in town. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, my father, I remember him as a fearsome man. So if it scared him, it must've been some bad shit.
4: Well, a a slight side note. Isn't it liberating to be the only one? Isn't it great? I take great pleasure in being the only me that walks around the earth. Uh, Secondly, there's heresy afoot. An abandoned church? We can't just let it gather whatever the dwarven equivalent of cobwebs is.
0: Oh, dwarf webs. (laughs)
4: <laughs> it's still it's just like shed beard hair that forms around the parkers.
0: There have there been attempts to liberate it? Uh if if there have, it would be from uh starting from the dwarves in Agrilar, but as I understand it, they've become lackadaisical in 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 the absence of uh their mountain environs. And uh so nothing that I know of, uh, but uh I would it's it's a dream of mine to someday uh to venture there and see what I could find but I couldn't do it alone certainly. I travel with a group that has a particular set of skills. <laughs> oh, is it sweating in the basement? Cuz I think that's what they're doing right now. They're very good at that. They sweat a lot
4: these topsiders. <laughs> it's almost like they've never experienced stone heat. <laughs> well, should you ever have need of a a group that is both incredibly talented and expendable I know several other people who are exactly both of those qualities to varying
0: degrees. Uh, well I'd, I'd certainly be interested in, in talking it over with you but uh, I got to say your, your skills are not impressing me here today I' I'm, maybe you're still adjusting to life outside of the earth. I remember that was strange for me so uh, you know we'll see we'll see how you do here and uh, maybe we can talk
4: It's been a long night.
0: Indeed it has. Hey folks, this is Luke Bravort, your host and dungeon master. And today I'm speaking to you as Opec, the leader of the Guildford chapter of the Church of the Immaculate Hammer. Hey, uh, hey, come in here. I'm, uh, I'm sitting in my office, I'm taking all this in. I can hear them talking out there. And do you wanna know why I'm smiling? W- would you like to know? I'm smiling because Gibetto is in the church and he's talking to somebody else. Thanks for listening to session 16 of Vengeance. Boy, that diamond heist really spun up into something quite a bit bigger, huh? Uh, I hope you enjoyed all of that. I have to say uh, we're at just right around this point in the campaign is when I think we really started to hit our stride as a group. And so you're in for uh, some fun times ahead for sure. Um, Hey, just an FYI, we're not going to do Twitter anymore. It'll probably be old news by the time this episode comes out, but I'm putting this one together just after the recent changes to the platform have been announced. And uh, we're just going to bow right out of that one. Thanks. Uh, Also, our little audience has continued to grow now nicely, uh, but that seems to have been via word of mouth rather than on that platform. So, hey, who needs it? Uh, So no more Twitter. Uh, But I can tell you that the show is edited and sound designed by me, Luke Brevoort. Our theme song is Castles in Winter by Joel Van Drogenbroek. All other music is by me. The website for my sound work is Splendorsound.com. You can no longer follow the show on Twitter, but you know what you can do? You can tell a friend, because I know it takes pretty it pretty much takes a personal recommendation at this point to get a new show into my feed Uh, So if you know someone who enjoys RPGs or fantasy or might like the show for some other reason, uh, tell them about Vengeance. You can also leave a positive review of the show in your listening platform of choice, which uh, seems like a small thing, but it actually makes a huge difference in how we show up in search results on those platforms. Um, If you do those things or if you've already done those things, uh, thank you. And just thanks for listening. It, It continues to be a lot of fun to put these episodes together. And it's just nice to know there are folks on the other end who enjoy them. So thank you. Uh, all right, I will talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Well, cool. Uh, so you've woken up. You've uh, perhaps wiped the sweat from your sweaty bodies. Uh, you would find a uh, very sooty gibetto returning from his apprentice work. You're just a mess, really, I guess. <laughs> you probably have, like, blood on you from the night's battle. I don't know what you guys are doing with your hygiene, I guess, but <laughs> what's the move?
1: Well, we know... You know Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, we're not going
0: to worry about Sergio being underneath something in the Thieves Guild Tower for a while, right? Until it comes up again? <laughs> <Yeah>. Obviously not. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: It, sort itself out, it sorts itself out. It, I'm still working through my own feelings about it, but like, there's nothing we can do right now. It's the okay. safest place for him. I figured
0: maybe we could like try to get him out and put him in the museum. but hmm. Interesting. Maybe...
4: When we go to talk to uh, Mode 3, we can let him know about an interesting acquisition he would like to make and have him reach out to the guild so that we don't
0: have to show our faces.
1: I oppose that.
0: I like that idea.
2: Yeah.
0: I do love the, the, the idea of, we we're, were in some reality Sergio to, to wake up in some way, uh, that he would do so in the Museum of Obsolescence. <laughs> 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 right,
3: if, if there's one way to get him to come find us quickly, it's to make us the, the target of his vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like a freaking home and be, homing beacon. Yep. <laughs>
4: okay. To the museum or yeah. to the bathhouse?
0: I'd probably like to go to the bathhouse.
3: I could go for a bathhouse.
0: We could say there's like a, a public fountain. Uh, well, if you, I mean, if you want to go to the bathhouse, you can go to the damn bathhouse. Probably. I mean, a
4: public fountain would yeah. be fine, too, but I would feel kind of bad as I would turn it
0: to ink very quickly. True. Also, your hist- this party's history of fountains. A little dicey. Dicey, yeah. Actually, I might try to sell
4: all the soot off of me as lamp black and make a little bit of extra money. <laughs> Is it somebody
0: like a purveyor of pigments? Uh, you bump into a man pushing a cart uh, as you come out of the church. <laughs> he says, Oi, you want to buy some of my pigments? No, but I think you may want to buy mine. Oh, you're beautiful! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here, let me just scrape a bit off of you. Uh, and he offers he offers you uh, a uh, a copper piece in exchange John. for you. Yeah, okay, you have absolutely a
4: copper sold. Piece. The artists' guild will be painting with me for a week. <laughs> well, to the museum.
2: I'm a little disappointed that the only thing I fought with the bracers was Calfrey. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it's a long walk to the museum.
1: We can change that. <laughs> I, I think we should make the case that we should sign the bracers out for the duration of our quest. I think we, I think we have, I think we'll be putting it to good use, them to good use. Um, I think Suka has, has shown that, you know, it's a, it's the key to unlocking her true abilities. Mm-hmm. And once she puts them on, she can best even a master combatant like Palfrey. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> was looking in a different direction, and therefore was a bit of a sucker punch, but. There's no no ill will at all. No hard feelings. That's great. But yeah, let's let's see if we can get them. Let's see if we can make use of them.
3: I mean, I think it's whatever whatever the terms of the agreement, I think it's very important that it's not uh, upon our deaths. I believe it should be something like upon completion of this mission because we may not all survive, and I would hate for in the middle of a battle, one of us goes down and the bracers just... I don't know how this works, but if they just vanish, that could be a problem.
1: You can have Suka's bracers when you pry them from her cold, dead wrist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. Uh, so if you're going to the museum, uh, you uh, walk walk in as you've walked in before. Uh, you get to the sort of uh, reception area where, where you found Mode three in the past, uh, and you do find him. He is asleep, um, but instead of being behind the desk, uh, he is sort of like slumped on the floor in front of the where the the big door to the entrance of the museum had been um, but where is now just a pile of splintered wood um, and he seems to have like kind of extended his his like metallic wooden vines to like kind of cover the entrance and then has allowed himself to go to sleep in front of the door uh, and he is snoring loudly as you approach
3: did we establish was there a bell on the front desk yes you might just ring it once
0: uh, he rouses immediately oh, oh, and, and, like, make charges at you instinctively, but then recognizes you and stops uh, with, like, all his vines, like, pointed right at your face. This is, oh, uh, Magnus, Palfrey, Gibetto, thiefy guy. Not sure about you, but I know the rest of you. Uh, and you've got the bracers. Yes. I, I'm so glad. Oh, thank you so much for, for getting them back. Well, yeah,
3: about that. You said something about making an agreement to borrow them.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, you'll just have to to fill out the, this ledger, and uh, yes, we can we can agree on the terms of the loan. Um, and I will soul bind them to myself so that I may recall them at any time. Suka, should you be the one to sign for them? Yeah, I'll
2: sign. Can I sign with them on? Is that like? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you would want to inspect them to make sure they're in good shape and they are the same bracers and that sort of thing. Um,
2: Just kind of like
0: hold my hands out. Yeah, um, Suka, roll um, investigation as you're signing this thing. Okay. 19. Okay. Yeah, so this ledger seems to be, uh, you don't really see many uh, notes of things being borrowed or taken out. You do see a sort of steady stream of various things being recorded as coming in says what the item is where what room it is in currently um and it's like a steady stream of guilds just like offloading stuff Mm -hmm. to him right um there's one entry that stands out and it says item 25 tons inscribed ancient stone plates location basement storage donor anonymous request no public viewing and then the date coincides with uh, when the final countdown uprisings occurred about 25 years ago.
4: Mm. Oh, very interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, so if you f- fill out uh, the necessary information, um, he, uh, he asked to, to hold the braces for a moment so that he may, uh, well, actually for an hour, I think it technically is, um, for him to soul bind them to himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're okay with taking them off absolutely cool he holds them for a long time there's probably like a golden light passing between the center of his body and and the object as he holds them uh everybody roll perception if you would please Halfrey. 11 okay uh uh eight suka
2: 15
0: hemo seven Pimlin. four and madness 17 okay yeah, uh, he he seems very absorbed in what he's doing. And at the tail end of the procedure, uh, you see the light change from like a golden light to um, like a pale blue, similar to the light you would have seen come out of the stone. Uh, and then he says, "Okay, yeah, I I will be able to sense if these objects fall into the wrong hands, and at that point I will retract them. But uh, otherwise, uh, you are welcome to." Have them checked out for as long as you wish. and uh, But do be careful. It seems as though someone may be after these.
4: And that was us, if you remember. We were after them.
0: <laughs> well, and
3: and the drow.
0: So we just okay. stood there watching him so by for an hour. <laughs> I mean, you can, if you want to do something while you're standing, you can go, go leave and come back or whatever.
3: <laughs> Is it like one of those racks of pamphlets like there usually are at like cultural sites? <laughs> like different things to do in Guildford?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're the expert, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually, I was really hoping to have time to to draw, like, um, a map of Guildford and, like, kind of populate it with some more stuff, but I just didn't find the time this week. Uh, but there would be pamphlets for, for many things, which you're welcome to invent if you like.
2: <laughs> would it be possible to maybe go into the basement and look at these stone tablets while Mode 3 is otherwise occupied?
0: So... You're welcome to try. He allows you guys to go back in the museum if you want. Walking around, there's no clear entrance to the basement.
3: Okay. Did Suka, did you tell the group about that? Or is that just like you're just looking?
2: Yeah, I, I, w- I would like to have told the group that. Does anybody have any interest in it? I'm not interested enough to really look for this entrance to the basement. I'm satisfied by looking around and being like, oh, all right.
1: Yeah, I'm about the same way. i meander around the museum and if nothing was obvious, I wouldn't yeah.
0: Yeah, if you want to break into something, we can.
3: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be opposed.
0: Not like four hours off of the last heist. Piplin's like <laughs> j- jonesing, you might say.
4: Yeah, I'm just gonna be like we're gonna be walking through the woods. You be like, you see any uh, locks to pick? Any uh, <laughs> like a chest or something?
1: <laughs> In the <a> squirrel nest. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we each like hide our wallets in different places every day just so you can pickpocket us
1: (laughs) you should my supply of hand is very high
3: (laughs) i mean i'm mostly interested in whether does the museum look like there was a massive brawl here the night before
0: well thanks to Jibetto's mending spells uh, all the cases are back in order uh it seems like i think you would probably see maybe like a cart that mode three would, would have that has some items that need to be like cleaned or recategorized or something like that. Um, but it's it's in generally good order uh, with the exception of the, the one thing that's unchanged from when you were in here previously is that the uh, the case for the standing stone remains open um, and the standing stone itself remains open.
2: Hmm.
0: Well. Take the bracers and head out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe we should find someone who
4: might be able to get us the next page of the book.
3: Yeah, translate the next page of the
1: book. Who can we trust, though? So in Guildford, yeah, there are many guilds. You
0: can say that, sure. Yeah.
1: Is there a guild of sages, uh, scholars? Are there are there are there academicians to be found who might be able to translate this? And are there enough of them that we could find one who would be sort of trustworthy? If we could, if we have to find a wizard to do it, so be it. I would almost prefer to just find a, a sage, just like a, a non-magic person who knows a lot.
3: It was like wizard puzzle stuff, right?
0: Yeah, well, actually, as a matter of fact, if, you, if you're sort of turning your attention to the book, I imagine Magnus would, would pull it out or, or mm-hmm. be spending more time than you did looking over it. Yeah. Um, and you would, you would actually find a note between a couple of the pages, uh, which I will text to you, Hannah. Okay. And which I will read for you, dear listener, because Hanna chose to share it with the group right away. Sergio... Thank you for your kind, if ominous, words regarding my recent set of puzzles. I'm glad they're helping you along your path of wizardry. If you ever find yourself in Guildford, please feel free to seek me out, though I'm not sure how helpful I can be in, quote, sharpening you as an instrument for vengeance, as you put it. Magically yours, Volens, vice mage of research and quizzical inquiry at the First Wizards Guild of Guildford.
1: It seems like Bolens is our guy.
3: Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he's a wizard, but he's familiar with Sergio and doesn't seem to fully hate or fear him which I feel like is the sign of a strong mind.
1: What was there to fear? Everything. Easy for you to say, as the person who turned him to stone. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly I was not shaking in
4: my big metal boots. You
3: worked with drow every day.
4: That's what I'm saying. Your guys' tolerance is incredibly low. I bet you've never seen your cousin eaten by a
1: mimic. (laughs) Um, Can I ask a quick world question? Uh Uh-huh. What would we, besides Gibetto? What would the rest of us know about the Drow? Anything? Almost nothing. Like, what do we what do we think of when we think of Drow
0: in this world? Um, basically, I can I can give you what would be sort of common knowledge in the street, and the degree to which your character would be like intimately familiar with these details is kind of up to you guys. But I think it would be known that, and this is maybe kind of a big thing. I don't think it's come up before that the Drow had no presence on like the surface world until the event that caused the big scar in the earth. Like basically that is what joined the Underdark to like the rest of the world, um, which I think is something like 300 years ago. So it's a, they're a relatively recent arrival to like the surface world. So like they kind of b- became present at that point. And then there was that very long period where everyone was like waiting for these beings to the unknown race to come back and then eventually decided to like organize. And and when they went to organize, it was the drow who uh, led and formed the subcommittee, which wanted to regulate and control magic, right? So the drow are kind of like the fascist regime, <laughs> that, that had, the recently toppled fascist regime of magic in this world um, and are not generally seen outside of the city of Nirway, which is where Gibbetto is from, I believe. Okay. Um, which <laughs> so is where the connection is.
1: Probably none of us had ever actually laid eyes on one of these guys
0: until we saw Flimnap. Yeah, with the exception of Gibbetto, I'd say that's, that's probably probably fair, yeah. Okay. Thank
3: you. So do we do we wanna go talk to this guy that seemed to be expecting Volans? That was expecting Sergio?
0: I think so. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: let's yeah. do it. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, so you make your way to the first Wizard's Guild of Guildford, which, as you might have noticed from the signage coming into town, is one of like probably up into the teens of Wizard's Guilds of Guildford. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this one seems uh, to be the most uh, the most prominent. Uh, like the other guilds, I think I established that like they have their sort of uh, like from the days when these were underground organizations, they had like a front and. It, typically, the guilds retain the, like, vestigial front as their entrance, and then there's, like, a more recent building on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll say that uh, you pass through a bakery, a still-active bakery uh, filled with uh, magically fantastic sweets and baked goods.
2: I'd like to buy one.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, Same. Cool. Can I steal um, one? <laughs> you, could, you could certainly try. That is 25, my sleight of hand. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Not the usual thing,
0: but... Yeah, um, yeah. You you steal one. You guys buy one. But they're they're a pittance. Uh, we won't bother with the accounting related to that. Um, yeah, and then uh, you pass pass through an archway into uh, like I'm thinking of the scene towards the beginning of um, Alice in Wonderland where she like falls through the hole and like things are floating upside down and that sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm picturing a wizard's tower that has like sort of things floating. Uh, up up in the air in an atrium. And uh, there is a, uh, a little uh, gnomish woman uh, at a desk uh, that's hovering about a foot off the floor. Uh, and she's busily writing with an ink quill. Uh, and does not seem to notice you coming in.
3: As we approach her, I just want to whisper to everybody, like, Let's play things pretty close to the chest until we figure out whether this is silly wizards or helpful wizards. Should we say that Sergio sent us? Do you think his name would get us in the door?
1: Uh, maybe we can present it as we're, we're here. We have some, some new, we also want to get up to Boland. So mm-hmm. we can say maybe we have some, uh, some, sad, some sad news or important news for Boland about one of his dear friends. Or that we've had a referral.
3: We can try a combination of things.
1: Yeah. A dead guy referred us. A
3: dead a stone, a stone guy. <laughs> oh. Yeah,
0: he's not dead,
3: anyhow.
0: Uh, after you stand there for a while, she looks up and says,
3: Oh, may I help you? Uh, yes, we're here. We'd like to see uh, Volens. Oh yeah, top floor, right up the stairs.
0: Wizards. And goes back to her writing, uh, and there's a, a staircase to the side of her desk. Perfect. Uh, so you proceed up. You pass the uh, the doors of of other uh, other wizards' quarters, uh, with probably many fanciful names and titles similar to that of Volans. Um, and you come to the what seems to be the top of the tower. Uh, and there's a large wooden door with the name and title of this person on it.
3: Alfred and I knock in unison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, do come in? And. Uh, The door uh, opens seemingly magically and uh, you see uh, a very messy, uh, almost like a a laboratory looking place with glass beakers and things bubbling and huge stacks of books that uh, are like stacked on top of each other and begin to curve and like form like full arches and like seemingly gravity defying stacks of books uh, just sort of snaking around the place. Um, and seated at a, uh, a desk that's barely visible beneath piles of papers and sitting on a chair that has a stack of books on the seat, you see a young boy wearing robes that look way too big for him, uh, as well as a, an overlarge hat with a, uh, a blue feather sticking out of it.
3: Silly wizard. Uh, are you acquainted with a wizard named Sergio? Uh,
0: the name certainly rings a bell. I think I may have corresponded with him at some point. Uh, I'm not acquainted with your names.
3: Oh, I'm going to beat this child. <laughs>
4: oh.
3: uh, I'm Magnus.
4: The rest of just us are not Magnus.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can just say that you say your name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
3: uh, we heard from Sergio that you're good at puzzles.
0: Oh, yes. Like many other wizards, I, I enjoy sending them just to keep keep my skills at their sharpest. And uh, it's, a, it's a, a joyful pastime of mine. Yes, of course.
3: Can I make an insight check on this kid? For sure. Trying to get a read on his personality. Uh, that would be an 18.
0: Yeah, uh, like, when you say his personality, like, what are you...
3: Like, this, is this a person that I feel like, A, can help, and B, we should show this book to?
0: this child got oh. good vibes? Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, he seems earnest, studious, maybe impatient,
4: okay.
0: and... Uh, you don't get a false or conniving vibe from this person. Okay. I thought wizards had to study
4: their entire lives for some small modicum of magic.
0: Oh, you're referring to my apparent age. I did turn myself into a boy as one of my experiments went wrong recently. It's an unfortunate condition. But please don't be swayed by that. my looks. I'm very intelligent and have studied for a very long time. <laughs>
4: That also sounds like a thing a child would say when trying to
1: justify their knowledge.
0: <laughs> that may be a side effect of the experiment.
1: Alfre believes this guy 100%. And is going to very, very gravely shake his little hand and say, it is an honor to make your
0: acquaintance." Oh boy, uh, that's very nice of you to say. I don't know why I just said, oh boy, that really reinforces the kid thing. This is very challenging for me. I've only been at this for about a week. The child, the being a child that is not wizardry. I really have been wizard for a long time. All right. I changed my mind. I love this stuff.
1: <laughs> Out of character, it, this is Luke is doing a really good job of making it impossible for us to know if this is actually <laughs> <laughs> or not. But this is good DMing here. We're witnessing.
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm going to look at the group like, um, uh, yes.
4: He's small. He turns rogue on us. We can take him in a fight.
3: All right. I'm going to pull out the book and say, Sergio kept a, le- a letter from you in this book, and we're trying to pick up where he left off, and we're hoping you can help us out. And I'm going
0: to hand the book to him. It would be my esteemed pleasure to help you, to stop what I'm doing and help you. Uh, and he, uh, without getting up, he, uh, he waves a wand and casts Mage Hand. And I like to imagine that, like, was Sergio, the only one who could do magic—is that a thing Magnus can do? No. Okay. Well, maybe you'd seen Sergio's mag- mage hand, which you know, uh, gr- grave and serious as, as Sergio was. I think a, a level two mage hand would be, I don't know, like a cartoon, cartoonish hand. This is like a beautiful, fully formed hand with like you can you can see individual pores and veins. Like this is a studied uh, and strong-looking mage hand. Uh, and it comes over and delicately uh, takes takes the book from you uh, and brings it over and sets it on like a, a book stand uh, on on his desk. Um, and uh, he pours over it and um, says, "Oh, I see. Uh, Sergio never mentioned that he was a student of the history of the Ascendant. This is some dope shit." <laughs> by any chance, did uh, did was Sergio or were you friends with a fellow by the name of? house? We knew him. We knew of him. Yeah. Is that so? He uh he visited me earlier this year and we discussed many of these same historical incidents. It doesn't surprise me that he had something to do with this information. Well, it, it looks like uh Sergio did an excellent job of translating this uh first page. Uh I'd be happy to uh to set to work at translating the rest of it. Would you like me to do that for you? Is there a fee for your services? Uh, as I understand it, th- these are pretty important events we're all involved in here, and uh, I'd be happy to uh, to just further your your business in it, assuming uh, you're uh, you're on the right side of things. And yet, health potions
4: still cost money. But <laughs>
3: <laughs> we don't have time for a healthcare discussion. <laughs> uh, how long will it take you?
0: Do you think? Well. Kauss was one of the strongest puzzle makers in our correspondence, and it looks like he's done a number here. I I would say I could have this to you in a week.
3: All right. Well, I mean, it sounds like you might already have some idea, but you should know that there are some pretty bad people who would probably do a lot to get their hands on this book.
0: That doesn't surprise me. To to be clear, I I, I should be forthcoming and say that I, I am a student of... The history of the arrival of, of the ascendant and their deeds uh i am not as familiar with the things they left behind which seemed to be cows's expertise and that was something he held close to his chest and i respect his his scholarly privacy so but i'd, I'd be happy to uh crack this nut for you and uh boy i really do sound like a little boy it's still upsetting to me uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> i mean should we no no offense boy man uh, would you like protection while you're translating? I mean, I just we've seen what a low level person can do who's on the wrong side of this.
0: Do you prefer boy man or man boy? Neither, actually. <laughs> and I don't think I'm worried about security. Anyways, he waves his wand and like a, a screaming horde of like gnashing just shapeless gnashing teeth and flesh like spins through the air around you and, and like slams into the door. Uh, Magnus has distance. never
3: been so interested in a piece of magic in his life. <laughs> Point that, taken.
4: That was strangely comforting, right? <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah
4: it's it like home. Yeah. It's like home. Well, if we need to find something to do for a week, I may have heard tell of some some doing that needs done. I can relay kind of the pointers. There's a place where there's a church and we should really help the church and Although there are these creatures, but I'm not really as concerned with that as I am with the glorious spoils <laughs> that are kind of laying to rot with the... We yeah, have a pamphlet to
1: summarize all this.
0: <laughs> this is the summary. Would, would you like the long form? <laughs> Volance turns around from his translating and says, I feel like I don't need to be in the room for any of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I mean, at the very least, I think we can leave his office and... <laughs> Perhaps go to our favorite egg bar.
4: Egg bar, egg bar, egg bar.
3: <laughs> what time of day is it? It's
0: like mid morning, I would say.
3: Oh, okay.
4: How do we feel about doing all that is good and holy for the Church
0: of the Immaculate Hammer?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... That's
0: a solid meh from Pimlin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really clear on what what exactly we'd be doing. That's good and holy. Or uh, at
4: all? Well, there's a little bit of something for everyone. For Palfrey, there is companionship. For <laughs> the elves, there are each other, provided that they both come. Uh, <laughs> Inland, there are vast spoils of resources that would probably be used to compensate us for this most glorious work. And I will not be claiming any, as... I do it just for the sake of doing, as it means done.
3: Until there's a cool sword.
4: Uh, there are horrid beasts, so I assume that must do something for you. And there's also probably a lot of slaughtering, which you are all very keen on, and I have not gone without much <laughs> with I'm actually not very
2: keen on it. I'm just
4: it. Well, you're certainly <laughs> talented at it. <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm up
1: for a bit of an adventure.
3: Yeah, I'd at least like to hear more from this guy who told you about it.
1: Well,
4: then we must talk to Opic and request Caleb.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Caleb would take a uh, meeting with you. Uh, are, are you inviting him to join you at uh, at the Healthy Chicken? I mm, I
4: feel like we could be better hosts and pick a less...
3: <laughs> it's that or your sweaty basement.
4: <laughs> I feel like there is a middle
0: ground, I will relent. Something less yokesy. Uh, there is uh, the fey chestnut across the street from the healthy chicken. Perfect.
4: We'll meet him there. Presume if he agrees. I don't want to speak for him.
0: Yeah, you know what? Actually, to, to set up like the standing with which you go into this meeting, um, we can say that, that maybe you get another day or two in like with your apprenticeship, and we can see how that goes. So why don't you do a couple of rolls for uh, some menial labor see how you perform.
4: If it's a couple of days, I've slept since then, right? This is true, yes.
0: Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, Yeah. you're
0: yeah, You're no longer exhausted. Perfect. Uh, let me get some tasks there, DM. What am I doing? Uh, okay, well, you know more about forge work than I do, but uh, let's say uh, polishing things, I think is something you mentioned. Uh, let's say you're polishing the second day. S- S-
4: sleight of hand?
0: Sure. Something duct-based. Uh, That's a 17. My fit and finish is immaculate. Satin finish all the way. All right, you're one and one. Let's see what best of three is here. All right. uh, Uh, Let's say, what's another
4: thing? Team striking's a fun one. Okay. That would probably be athletics. Yeah, yeah. my athletics. That's a 13.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll say you... You are in kind of a neutral good standing uh, going into this meeting. Cool. Let's leave that as like that kind of level of setup, and we can pick that up with the next thing. Is there anything else, like, there could or maybe is other stuff in Guildford if other people are interested in kind of getting other balls rolling in terms of options and things they're interested in?
2: I don't want to go anywhere, but I do want to take the time to prepare uh, some of these herbs that I found. Cool. I can make both potions and poisons with them. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think I'd like to keep one bunch of herbs because I can use that as, uh, I I can just apply that to wounds. Um, Right. So I think I'd like to create one potion and two poisons.
0: Okay. Yeah, you have, you have distilled some herbal essences. Excellent.
1: May I ask, is there an armorer's guild? Yet? Armorer's guild, sure there is. I would Can like to- In the Church of the Immaculate Hammer? There's a, oh, <laughs> I want a secular armorer's guild.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why, there's the first secular armorer's guild. Well, I'd like to head in that direction then. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you find a uh, building with a, a sign with a shield and a helmet on it, uh, and uh, inside there's, uh, imagine, like, like uh, in the same way that, like, uh, fancy uh, rims for cars would be sold, like, lined up on, on a wall in a shop, it's like, that kind of thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's a, uh, a burly half-orc woman standing there, and she, uh, she greets you, and uh, is happy to help you.
1: I'd say, I'm not sure that I'm ready to pull the trigger on this right now, but... I am interested in, you know, plate armor ownership at some point, and I'm curious to know what my options might be, what the price ranges are, uh, what I should be thinking in terms of, you know, squirreling away some, some gold pieces between now and then. What can you tell me?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I think it's it's every uh, every warrior's aspiration to, uh, to make their way up to plate mail. You know, it's really, it's my favorite. You can see I'm wearing some currently kind Of a living uh, mannequin, as it were. Uh, boy, what a crazy concept! A living mannequin. I know. Uh, <laughs> I've
1: never killed one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should say I've never been an accessory to one of those.
0: <laughs> wow, that's a very specific jest uh, you've just made. <laughs> I enjoy it. What I meant to jest was my friend
1: never killed one of those. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so, uh, okay, the the book says plate armor costs 1,500 gold pieces. That's a bit steep. It is steep. Um, Yeah, so I think they would offer, you know, uh, a variety of, you know, aesthetically different ones. Um, But I I think, you know, if we're going by the book, that's the base price.
1: Okay, so I'm about an order of magnitude away from that at at this point. But that's okay. It's something to plan for. Uh, does she, does she have, like, options?
0: Consult a financial planner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we do, we do, uh, have a preferred financial institution. Yeah, if, if you want, like, a payment plan. I wanted to finance reason. it, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, we send you to the, the first Thieves Bank of Guildford. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where they get you. <laughs>
1: um, if I wanted to hear about, like, three types of plate armor that
0: I could get. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, I'm just talking, like, style. Yeah, 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 it's nice. Uh, yeah. Like a skateboarder buying a new deck. You have pretty much gotcha. the choice across
1: the game. <laughs> I could get like a one with a chicken skull on it or... Yeah. Something. Okay. <laughs> I think what would be on a skateboard deck.
3: <laughs> is there a set with carrots on it? Just carrots Ooh. up and down the plate area.
0: Yeah. You know, I think it's it's probably... Let's say... Okay. I think plate mail is like the custom tailored suit of okay. this world. Gotcha. Right? So, so like I think such a high price surely involves some customization. Yeah, so you're, you're getting whatever you want, basically. Yeah, any, whatever root vegetable you want, they will, they will <laughs> engrave cool. it into They'll it. They'll do a parsnip, yeah. a root of yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, cool, so so should I
1: should I expect then going forward that if I am at some point in the market for a suit of plate armor, I'm going to be commissioning someone to build a suit of plate armor?
0: Yeah, let's let's go with that. And with that, I mean, and wouldn't you want to at that price? Like...
1: Okay, at, that, at that price, I sure yeah. would. <laughs> Support um, an artisan. Yeah, I gotta support my local artisans. Um cool. Thank you very much. That's very informative. I
2: noticed that Calfrey left to buy plate armor and I feel a bit responsible for that, so I just like to apply when he
1: returned. <laughs> <laughs> no no no, you shouldn't feel bad about that at all. Although if I'd had that plate armor it probably would've gone way differently. But you know, it doesn't matter. There's no reason to dwell on the past.
2: Okay, sure.
1: Bye. <laughs> uh, while We're in town for a little bit. I'm gonna, uh, it, it's been a while since I've been in nature, uh, so just kind of wandering off towards the fringe of town, uh, you know, kind of connecting with the animals that are around, uh, trying to hone my, my skills. <laughs> are you
2: just like going out to animals and trying to talk to them? Yeah,
0: what does can, that mean? I can talk to animals,
2: You're just animal. like, hey?
0: Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. I would say like that, whatever, like maybe this week could represent, uh, like you guys leveling up right like if there are some specifics you know we could tie that into the fiction of specific things you do but yeah we will you, yeah we will have you at level four at the beginning of next session for sure um,
3: um i don't want to do it tonight luke because like i haven't decided what packed boon i want uh mm-hmm. with my fiend but i want magnus maybe next time and i'm mostly saying it so i don't forget uh to commune with his fiend and find out like have they discovered anything about what happened in Occam? Because we kind of talked briefly and they were going to do some digging in mm-hmm. the fiend world. Uh, and then also, like, whatever pack boon I decide, like, I get that from them yeah. and that conversation. So I'll cool. let you know which one I pick.
0: OK, cool. cool, cool. Man, I really thought Suku was going to kill Palfrey for a second there.
1: <laughs> Man, I was sweating. I was sweating a little bit. I got to tell you.
4: I don't want to say if only, but man, that really would have taken the heat off of my back for the
1: whole. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You would have had a lot of cover there if I had, uh, if Suka I had, had killed heat, me. You know, Sergio
4: yeah. can come back from stone. It's, it's hard to undo death by fist. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I- I still have four unknown magical fruits in my bag, uh, which I was planning to throw at Suka to, to <laughs> a cook in her. Unknown fruits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's <laughs>
0: super good.
3: <laughs> now I also want this what if, because it would be Hemo just like reading and then just chucking roots at Suka.
0: That's great. All right. right. Well, until our next vegetable throwing opportunity. Uh, Good (laughs) luck with all the snow, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Good night.
1: Night.
0: See you.